Welcome to the Man Up Podcast. I'm Winston Wolf. I solve problems. A spiritual oasis for men. We're not pastors, just regular guys. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. So, for the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men, this is Man Up. Here we go. Whoa, hey, welcome everybody. This is Man Up, Man Up Podcast. Podcast number 82, and we're glad you're here. Where is here? Here is Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Texas. So if you grab a globe, spin it around with a little bit of luck, you'll be in the largest state in the continental U.S. That is Texas. We will be on the southeast side, which is Houston. Southwest side of that is Sugarland, and that is where we are. This is Man Up, Spiritual Oasis for Men. We're not pastors, we're just regular guys along the spiritual journey. <clears throat> and what we do is we meet for the class on Sundays, but then on Wednesdays what we do is we do this podcast where we have assembled different personalities, different points of view, and go over a lesson and basically talk it out. This is the kind of discussion you won't get anywhere else. Of course, we're on iTunes, we're on SoundCloud, where we archive all 81 of them up until tonight, which is 82, <clears throat> and you can post comments on our Facebook page, which is man-up. Also, we have a Twitter feed, and uh, I'll let the professor plug that because I, I, I don't tweet. I'm not a twit, and I don't <laughs> tweet, so... Um, and with that, we are in we are in Connect 360. Yes, you do. Uh, correction and counsel, and this is uh, lesson four. It's based on First uh, Corinthians eight is where the focal text is from. Permissible or beneficial? And I just want to go around and uh, <clears throat> introduce the panel. And I'll introduce them real quick and let them uh, give their basic summary of the lesson. And we are, if, if you can't tell, um, I kind of feel like a kicker tonight. You know, a kicker isn't really all that valuable until you really need them. See, uh, I had oral surgery today, lost a couple of teeth, and so I'm feeling like a little bit of a fumble mouth. So I'll kick off, I'll... I'll join in a little bit, but I didn't read the lesson, so I'm just like you guys out there listening. And then at the end, I'll come in, and after these guys have beat up just like a football team, and I'll come in, and I'll kick the winning field goal, and we'll call it a podcast. So that's, that's kind of my uh, sports analogy uh, uh, for today. And uh, so you like that? You like that, Judge? I'm going to go around the room, and I'm going to introduce the fellas that are here. And we have, he is an attorney. He is a prosecutor. We call him the judge. He could defend you, throw the book at you. He's Michael Cropper. Good evening, everyone. And we have Kyle Tran, one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. He's our class deacon. He's also an insurance salesman. Great guy. Kyle Trahan is here. Feel like the prodigal son. Yeah. And I'm sure there's a story there. And looking all festive tonight, he's, uh, that's right, he's a world-class trainer. And uh, so 
if you're stupid, you got the right guy here. He's Robert Koshu. He's here. <laughs> He's pulling it tonight. <laughs> right, right, right. right. Uh, I came from the eighth party, so. Oh, is that where you were at? <laughs> I, I was at the eighth party, so I'm working. And we have, he is a policy writer, kind of an intellectual guy, but he's a risk taker, and he's good at it because he's a professional gambler, Mr. Steve Titch. So. And my name is Bill Cox. I am just basically a sales guy. However, I'm also a writer and actor. And last Sunday, just want to let you know, I was out on location shooting The Path. So that'll be upcoming series uh, fairly soon. So, And with that, I'm going to go ahead and start out uh, with your summary, uh, Judge. All right. Uh, folks, we are in the uh, Lesson Pamphlet Connect 360. Um, Correction and Counsel is the title. Our author, is, we're in lesson number four, if you have to have the book. If you don't, well then uh, follow along with us. Bill is going to be reading to us, I think, from 1 Corinthians 8. We'll include a passage from 8 and also from 10. And uh, folks, it has to do with a very common subject. I know you've heard about it before. Uh, if you've been in church any length of time, it has to do with eating meat that is offered to idols. And it was a, a letter from the Corinthians asking Paul to direct them on whether they can eat meat which has been offered to idols by the pagans. And uh, let me just uh, read you a just short summary I wrote before we come to here. Idol worship was a big thing in, in Corinth. Uh, Christian and Jewish temples were very few. A big part of the idol worship happened to be offering meat to idols and then eating it sometimes during the service. So temples for idol worship often had restaurants inside of them, and the leftover meat was served after the worship service, uh, usually in the restaurant. The temples were often rented for social gatherings, uh, and the person who rented the temple and restaurant could request that the food which was offered to idols be served at those social gatherings. Now, when we say social gatherings, folks, we mean in weddings, parties, whatever other events they want to rent the temple for or rent it as a room for a social gathering. So many of the new Christians uh, in Corinth were former idol worshipers. Many of the new Christians could see how uh, another Christian could eat the meat offered idols. Uh, pardon me, they could not see how one of their brother Christians could eat meat offered idols because they saw that eating the meat itself was a form of worship to the idol. In this letter that I mentioned to you that we're, going to, we're all going to discuss tonight, in this letter to the Corinthians, they have asked Paul to decide whether it is a sin to eat meat, and uh, meat which was formerly offered to the idols in worship. And Paul answers the question with two basic principles. Uh, that is, follow, uh, decide whether you do it with knowledge and with love. The two basic principles he uses. And knowledge gives us the freedom to eat the meat because we are Christians and we do not believe that idols are entities or living entities and they really do not exist except in form. Love, however, uh, is a concept that he will end up with and he says, however, gives us the freedom to choose not to eat the meat if it will hurt a Christian brother's conscience. And, and my question to you that I hope we'll discuss is, is how far do you go with how, how far should I worry about my brother's conscience? So with that, I'll pass it on. All right. End of podcast. Nice. <laughs> All right. Nice job. Uh, we're right. We're right. Deacon Kyle, your basic summary of that. 
You know, it's been an interesting one. I, I'll kind of save some of mine. I, I have some interesting take on tonight's lesson just from a, this past week in my own life and, and just some insight of how to bring it into things that can be today. Because, you know, I always struggle with my own search for how to understand the Bible when, you know, you're reading stuff and you're going, how do I bring that into 2018? Yeah. And so for me, uh, something happened on Saturday, and then I, I did read the lesson, but it was Sunday morning, and it was interesting to have read the lesson right after that day because it brought it into 2018 for me. So, so and folks, that's called a teaser. So <laughs> stick around, and uh, Kyle's going to be You are going to share what happened to it. Professor Koshu, good having yeah. you back, my man. Yeah, this is always a, uh, this is one of those, from the beginning when we started this a couple of weeks ago, before Thanksgiving, we knew this was going to be an interesting series of lessons, because it was going to really intersect faith with culture. And like like Kyle said, you're looking at this from the perspective of we don't have idol and meats and what the heck? Yeah, what are we talking about here? Yeah, and trying to figure out where this applies and I think it's gonna be interesting to look at some terms. The beneficial is is a really good term here to really look at to see kind of how things look. And I think that that's gonna be intriguing as we kind of start into this and start thinking through this. All right, Steve Titch. Well, this is this is a very interesting uh, lesson, and you know, you go on the internet, you probably can see all sorts of things. Just do a search: is and is XXX a sin? And you'll find somebody <laughs> citing references, <laughs> biblical references to it. And um, a lot of it, a lot of it comes from Paul. But interestingly enough, here, um, Paul, uh, Paul doesn't actually <clears throat> shake fingers at anybody. He says, "You're free." Mm-hmm. Um, and That's you true. combine this with with things that are written in in uh, Galatians, where he pretty much says, "The law was the law has been fulfilled. The law is now written on your hearts." He, he's puts a lot on us as believers to modulate ourselves, to, uh, to accept our freedom, but accept a certain degree of responsibilities that come with it. And it is very dicey. I'm, I'm look, looking forward to talk, talking about it, especially because one of the things I do, as you say at the start of every podcast, I play poker. I've been on a blackjack team. I've hung around casinos. Um, and... Paul, I almost see this dialogue with Paul because I would say if if someone were to say, well, you know, you really shouldn't do that, I would say, well, I, I know what I'm doing. I know money management. Absolutely. I know mathematics. I I, I know what I, I... I'm an informed player. It's a different um, calculus. And, but, but, what, but what Paul would say, and this is what he tells some of the... the well, you know that... <laughs> He doesn't. He or she doesn't. And to her, you look like you're, you know, you're doing something mystical because you're winning or because you're not losing as much or somehow. Or you, you, and, and so those are, those are the gray areas. Um, We'll talk more about that. We'll talk about some, some concerns I even have about this lesson on Christian. Your gambling is meat offered to idols. 
Yes. It's okay. It could be. Yes. Well, which is exactly well, what now, we're saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, and the fact is, how far do we go with that? And uh, forgive me saying this. No, no. Catering to baby Christians. Mm -hmm. Right? Well, that's it, the I was going to flog him, but I won't stone him. And that goes into... But, yeah. That's what we're going to talk about. How do you approach it yes. from the yes. perspective yes. of... So there, there, there's two things going yes. here in my mind. Yeah. There's, has Christians, how do we approach these various subjects yes. as mature Christians? Mm -hmm. Then from an evangelistic perspective, there's, how do we approach these subjects? So... I would say, for example, if Steve, if you're if you're someone you're witnessing to sees mm -hmm. you playing poker, how do you deal with that? Versus how do you have that discussion with the us? And I think those are two very oh, dis distinct and different conversations that you have as you go mm. through them. Yeah. No, no, no question yeah. about it. Because exactly. him sharing to me that he's a gambler, I already know as far as gambling goes, I'm a loser. So he's <laughs> not going to convince me to mm -hmm. all of a sudden become a gambler. However, someone who is immature looks at how successful Steve is and that he's got a bracelet and he's <laughs> rocking and they'll say, yeah. Dude, you got a bracelet? <laughs> it's I, an exaggeration thing. I got no, no, I'm talking I got shades and a hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and with that, if this isn't muddied enough yet, I'm going to go ahead and uh, read the uh, scripture and hopefully muddy it up a little bit more. So there here we go. go. Uh, this is 1 Corinthians 8. Now concerning things sacrificed to idols, we know that we all have knowledge. Knowledge makes arrogant, but loves edifies. And if anyone supposes that he knows anything, he has not yet known as he ought to know. But if anyone loves God, he is known by him. Therefore, concerning the eating of things sacrificed to idols, we know that there is no such thing as an idol in the world, and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as indeed there are many gods and many lords, yet for us there is but one God, the Father, from whom all things and we exist for him, and one Lord, Jesus Christ, by whom we are all things and we exist through him. However, not all men have this knowledge, but some being accustomed to the idol until now eat food as if it were sacrificed to an idol, and their conscience being weak is defiled. But food will not commend us to God. We are neither the worse if we do not eat, nor the better if we do eat. But take care that this liberty of yours does not somehow become a stumbling block to the weak. For if someone sees you who have knowledge, dining in an idol's temple will not his conscience, if he is weak, be strengthened to eat things sacrificed to idols? For through your knowledge, he who is weak is ruined, the brother for whose sake Christ died. And so by sinning against the brethren and wounding their conscience when it is weak, you sin against Christ. Therefore, if food causes my brother to stumble, I will never eat meat again, so that I will not cause my brother to stumble." And now 1 Corinthians 10, 20 through 2 through 33. Or do we provoke the Lord to jealousy? We are not stronger than he, are we? All things are lawful, but not all things are profitable. All things are lawful, but not all things edify. Let no one seek his own good, 
but that of his neighbor. Eat anything that is sold in the meat market without asking questions for conscience sake. For the earth is the Lord's and all it contains. If one of the unbelievers invites you and you want to go, eat anything that is set before you without asking questions for conscience sake. But if anyone says to you, this is meat sacrificed to idols, do not eat it for the sake of the one who informed you and for conscience sake. I mean not your own conscience, but the other man's. For why is my freedom judged by another's conscience? If I partake with thankfulness, why am I slandered concerning that for which I give thanks? Whether then you eat or drink or whatever you do, do all to the glory of God. Give no offense either to Jews or to Greeks or to the church of God, just as I also please all men in all things, not seeking my own profit, but the profit of many, so that they may be saved. You know, one thing that I'm struck with in this passage was someone says to you and serves you, this is meat sacrificed to idols. It's kind of like saying, hey, I uh, seasoned this meat with rat poison, but uh, help yourself. <laughs> kind of, sort of. Yeah. You, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's almost like they want to see your reaction. So that and, kind of situation, when you're getting baited, obviously, you stay away from that. Right? And, and maybe that is part of the question is, is it's a baiting moment there, right. where, it's, where it is something where they're being baited. So maybe well, that's well it is. That's true. And someone may really just say that to see your reaction test and you. not right. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And it, mm-hmm. it's up to you to discern which one they're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Whether they're trying to, to, to really inform you that their conscience will be hurt, or if they're just teasing you or kidding you. Right there. It, it, right. That's all in perception. Right. That that might be part of it. But but it, I do think there's more to this. And it's one of those. I'm kind of like you, Mike. I. I struggle, how far did we hold off because of the baby Christians? You know, we, we've talked many times about Steve's avocation. We've talked, I was sharing with Steve before you guys got here, but I'm heading off tomorrow to Fredericksburg, Texas, the wine capital of Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we're going we're gonna to stop at several wineries while we're there and enjoy ourselves. This is my wife and I's vacation for the year. And, you know... When I was on church staff, I would not have done that. Didn't have a problem with people drinking, but I viewed myself as in a different category, for lack of a better term, especially in public. Yeah. You know, and so, but once again, and, and but, I think... But that is, but no, but I mean, that, yeah. that, that is so cultural, though. I mean, I... I very I much so. so. That is... That very is, much so. That is not... No one, if you were in New York, if you were a pastor in a New York church, not even a New York City church, a, a northern church, a, a Pennsylvania right. church, a Virginia, well, I don't know what, hey, you would, you could go to a wine tasting. Yeah. And no one would say, oh, hey, how you doing? It would, you would not, you would not be viewed. And, oh, that, and I'm saying, that, and I'm saying that, 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 that would not invoke a major a, response. That, that is a, a major response. Southern Baptist. I agree and, with and, that. And totally. that, and, and, and that is... You can one can make a moral argument against gambling. There, there is, there are certain, you know, especially the surroundings of it. It is very much, 
is very much very creates secular. an idol out yeah, of money. Secular, and yes. and you can I mean Vegas you want temples, look at the Vegas strip. They're temples to to hedonism yeah. money. So so you but you can make the idea that, you know, it is but again I, I find it I find it bordering on a cultural thing because you're all something for nothing. Uh, uh, you're supposed to be out there in the fields working. Yeah. And that's a that's a very American Protestant uh, ethic that doesn't necessarily that doesn't necessarily connect to Christianity in any theological or, or doctrinal yeah. way. Yep. But going back to what I was saying about this, it's not even a sin to <laughs> drink wine. It is no. none um, all the time. But what? Quite frequently. And and <laughs> does it lead to? But yeah, go well, go on. And, and yeah, does it? I, I, because I, it seems Paul's I, issue is don't get somebody. That's not the drinking the wine or even the gambling isn't the sin. The sin, and he, I think he puts it pretty <clears throat> specifically, the sin is causing another brother to fumble or to stumble. Yes, agree. No, and I agree with that. And see, I think getting, <clears throat> like, okay, so I view everything in a certain way. So can you drink wine or alcohol or beer or other things? Yes. Do you drink it to excess? No, that's where mm -hmm. the sin line crosses. Right. Gambling. And, and, and comes to the gambling, right. mm -hmm. how I view it, so you're a little different because mm -hmm. you're doing it professionally and vocationally. So I do not gamble, not because I don't believe in it, but because the only thing I like to do is high dollar poker. Mm -hmm. I had an uncle who taught me how to play poker who was a professional poker player. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't do it because I don't feel like spending that much money. But how you do it, it's your inner, if I'm on a cruise ship and I want to gamble, it's my entertainment. So the way I do it, I pull out... <coughs> Say I would spend fifty bucks going to eat dinner and do whatever. I take that fifty bucks to the casino, and when I'm tired or that money's gone, is when mm -hmm. I leave. <laughs> and it's my it's my entertain. It's it's just like I've been I spent thirty five bucks to go to the Fertitta Center opening this mm -hmm. past Wednesday night. It's the same thing. It's my entertainment. Mm -hmm. Well, here's the here's the thing though, and this is why men's class is so important. This lesson is more important to men than other people, and the reason why is this. You're being looked at all the time. You're not always looked at as being a mentor. Sometimes you're looking at being a comforter or a leader or a sounding board, but you just have to find where your relationship is, and you just have to be careful with that. Or because when you're in a when you're in a mentorship relationship and that person is looking up to you, and he goes, "Wow, Professor Koshu is brilliant. I'm going to drink the same kind of wine he does." That would be a very bad mistake. <laughs> <laughs> My palate is not that evolved. I was about to say, what kind of wine are you drinking? <laughs> you know, my whole point on that on that whole thing, you know, if drinking or whatever yeah. is is bad. Why would Jesus have turned water into wine if it was bad? <laughs> well, the, the, now the gluttony, the drunkenness, yeah. totally taking it yeah, to the extreme—that is a sin. That, that's stated multiple times in multiple places. But really, I mean, you know, they go, "Oh my God, you shouldn't drink." Why, if I was sitting with Jesus at this table right here today? Would there not be a wine skin with fresh wine in it? I should certainly hope so. There would be, and the best I could find, hopefully. Well, or he'll change I, my water into it. Yes. <laughs> well, I, I wouldn't mind that actually. You know. I think the reservation on drinking wine came from from certain churches deciding 
that their ministers had chosen to be ministers as Nazarites had chosen to yes. be Nazarites. Right. Okay, and I think that's the it, basis it, it, of the premise it of it. from that, but, but Steve's right. It was very, it is a very cultural Southern Baptist. Well, no, the Assemblies of God. Well, Assemblies I was of God, Oh, boy, yeah. did we. Yeah. And they explain that. You, you find in, in, I think, Ephesians, it says we're a chosen generation of royal priesthood. Mm-hmm. And so they looked at every member of the congregation to be that. Has that. And so it was your... your your goal to strive to not drink one drop of wine, but you, and, and if y'all remember, many of the Pentecostal people, many of the ladies did not cut their hair. They put it in buns. That's correct. And yeah. it would go all the way down there. Crystal Gale is a perfect example of it. If you remember her from country and western singing, she had hair down her ankles. Hair drugged the okay. So they, they, they believed that if you chose to follow Christ, you were also choosing to be a minister. And I think that carried it too far because you can't, you can't do that. I tried to do that for about ten years. I preached to my family, made them all mad that they can't drink, and then I found in Ezekiel. He says, "The Lord told the people through Ezekiel to go out and enjoy their festivals and drink wine and drink beer." That with alcohol, but don't overdo it. Well, so, I, I think it comes down to the to the phrases that we that were thrown around in here, and it's the permissible and beneficial. Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. all permissible. Yeah. Is it all beneficial? Right. And I think that's where the I think yeah. that's where the catch comes is when we're into that point. Yeah, that's right. Permissible or beneficial, and that's where we're going to. We have a hard break that we have to take. This is podcast number 82, Man Up, Spiritual Aces for Men. You are listening to the Man Up Podcast, Spiritual Oasis for Men. Just like any muscle, we feel the faith muscle must be exercised. And here we do it real authentic, the Man Up way. Not pastors, just regular guys, each on a unique spiritual journey. Thanks for joining us. Deep questions and discussions you won't hear anywhere else, especially in today's climate. Missed an episode? They are archived. Free for you to select on SoundCloud. We come to you from the Man Up Studios at Sugarland Baptist Church, Sugarland, Houston, Texas, in the United States. Have a question or comment, or want to book a speaker or group and have Man Up come to you? Contact us on our Facebook page, Gigmasters, or WMA Cox at Comcast.net. And now, back to fellows of Man Up. Hey, and welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, actually, gentlemen and you ladies that are just listening in. This is Man Up Spiritual Oasis for Men. Uh, we're not pastors, we're just regular guys, but what we're talking about is we're in the Connect 360. It is The study is correction and counsel, which is hard for me because I, I have problem correcting myself and I really don't feel like correcting other people because it's really kind of not my place but that's why this is such a good study for a person like me and we're in uh, it's lesson number four permissible or beneficial and Professor Koshu was expanding on that yeah so permissible is allowed beneficial is good for you or has benefit. 
adds to you. And it's two separate concepts as you look at it that the scripture talks about. And Paul's statement is everything is permissible in freedom. But the question is, is everything beneficial as we go in? And Kyle has a point. I can tell that look. Well, you know, it, it was back to class on Sunday that Mike brought out one of the, the little uh, things of talking about uh, Greek mythology and the different gods and things that people worshipped back then. And that's kind of where, you know, this lesson is, is it's in this day, they were worshipping other gods, all right? Mm-hmm. The Christian church was still very small, and so they were the minority in most of these engagements. You know the the rituals, the you know festivals that they would hold, and restaurants inside the temples, and everything else. <clears throat> and you know the point is always that for our faith. It's upholding our views and not worshiping the other gods when you're put into the environment. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so, you know, I, I, I can imagine how hard it was for any of these folks back then. Because, you know, you're, again, you're the minority. You're, you're surrounded by your whole family and friends that everybody you've known, but now you believe in the one true God. You've heard Paul speak, a very exuberant man, or whatever brought you to that current belief in, in, in our God. And you are now being put into a temple to go witness your cousin, you know, get married, whatever. Well, they're getting married, and they're also doing rituals to the great goddess of love and beauty. Sacrificing whatever, and then throwing meat on the table. So, yeah, you're over there, oh, well, here's Aphrodite. You know, where do you draw that line and when do you stop saying, no, I probably shouldn't do this or I shouldn't be here? And that's a really hard line for all of us, especially in this crazy secular world well, that we I, live and in. And I was going to say, I think, it, in my mind, in, in the post-Christian world we live in, It is even more difficult to draw the line because where do you draw it? And you guys had a great podcast last week, and I I would encourage everyone to go back and listen to number eighty one where y'all talked through the case studies. I was not here. That was excellent. I was not here due to family obligations. And but I listened to it, and it was a great discussion because as we move, we're really more like the Romans in the first century where the Christian church was faced with than we've been in 2,000 years and especially for most of us. So all of us, with one exception, can remember the days when churches, and you may still remember it, when there was nothing open on Sundays. Right, the blue line. Are you trying yeah. to say I'm you younger? You're old. <laughs> yes. I'm not sure. Yes. No, yes. trust me. I remember the blue laws, and yeah. I really think they should bring them back. I grew up in a small town. The blue laws still existed then, longer yeah. than it did yes. here at Rosted. Yeah, that's, that's correct. But, but so I definitely remember. Moving, moving into, you know, just has a very small example of how far the country has shifted. To the my, my wife is even making a joke because she watches the Royals. 
that, you know, it was a big deal when Charles and Diana got married that they had to prove Diana was a virgin before they got married back back in the 80s. And at this, at some point, they someone admitted, well, Kate and William were flatmates, you know, and just even in how far that part has shifted, but we've come so far in the culture that these challenges, I think the idea that I'm espousing is here, they're going to become more common for us to face. I think there's we a have diff- to draw the line. I think there's a difference between surfing and scuba diving. Okay. And that's <laughs> how you can look at uh, life. Really? If you're if you're surfing <laughs> on the laws of what is the norms, but when you're scuba diving, you're immersing yourself. Yeah. Or in other words, yes, yes, with the blue laws. Okay, I get it. The blue laws are no longer here, but if you still wanted to come back, don't buy your cigarettes or beer on Sunday. I mean, that's essentially what it is. Mm -hmm. Or, you know what I'm saying? You have the choice. Yeah, you have the choice. You do, you do. But but here, here, and I know that I want to get to Kyle's story, but this is is where, but this, this whole difficult stuff, though, Right. I mean, you're you you're 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 a film director. You're a writer. I write. I mean, this this. You produce thing. You produce and, and write material that some Christians would find offensive and sinful. Absolutely. But where? Absolutely. And this is this is the problem with infant. You know, we call them infant, immature, yeah. and, and I don't mean that pejoratively. We say baby Christians. At what point? Do you draw the line between the being sensitive to immature believers and stunting your own spiritual growth? You can, you can, you can produce a, a, a work that is profoundly adult, would be R-rated or TVMA, be totally in line with Christian values, but be geared at an adult audience. Yes, that might offend <clears throat> some Christian because there's a there's a there's a profanity in it maybe there's a there are people living together who are not married but you're trying to reflect spiritual truth you're trying to edify and this is where I think in in, in some cases especially conservative churches run into trouble they and, and I know they Look at look at Paul Schrader screenwriter very mature screenwriter Christian wrote wrote um uh, he was the writer of Taxi Driver. His most recent film was um, First Reformed, a small oh, little okay. religious film. He worked for Scorsese. He's probably the most notorious film that he wrote. He wrote the film screenplay for Last Temptation of Christ. He went to Calvin College. They did, he, was, he, was, he was a creative guy. He's obviously working now. He really was an outcast there. And think of all the young people who want to look for mature who want, to, who want to explore the, a mature faith, who want to take their faith to a great degree in, with the Spirit, yet they want to explore human topics that conservative churches are afraid to talk about. Well, how do you, how do you and, and you're, you teach the kids, so how do you deal, how do you deal with that? How do you walk that line between, between saying, okay, today in this class, we're going to talk about gay Right, the gay issues, and then 30 minutes after that class ends, there's a parent in your face about how dare you even bring that subject up. 
See, I, I think, and, and I am gonna, I am gonna really salute our church, Sugarland Baptist. Yes, and we're good <laughs> because we are not afraid to do that at this church. We have mm-hmm. talked about the hard issues. We, we have. continue to talk about the hard, and and I will tell you, in our youth group, we do. And I, even when I was at other churches, I was not afraid to do that stuff. And people are like, mm-hmm. "Why?" I'm like. Because they're going to hear it somewhere. Yes. <laughs> and, and it's really one of those, if you're not going to talk about this issue here in the church, in a safe environment, where we can biblically look at it and come to a conclusion, how are we going to address it? Much Your case mm-hmm. studies last week. Where are we going to talk about it and discuss it? Because if we don't discuss how we're going to deal with these things then you end up with the fly off the handle. Mm-hmm. You're the parent that comes to you. And, and quite frankly, <laughs> I, I, I had that not here. Not here, church years ago. And I kind of looked at the parent and said, you know they're talking about that at school, right? Would you rather them hear the Christian perspective from here or out there? Which one do you choose? It's the no church answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. That, that's, why we, that, that's why we do it, and that's exactly. why yeah. we, we also take a We have to break down the walls because so many of these conversations have become taboo now. Right. Yes. You, you think back in the day, you know, they used to uh, sit around and smoke cigars and drink mm-hmm. cognac and debate mm-hmm. politics and religion mm-hmm. and you know, science and everything, and we don't do that anymore. No, we scream at each other all the time now. And we throw a random thought uh-huh. on Twitter, you know, and so, we don't debate, and we've lost those yeah. arts. What you guys are asking is something we face every day, which is what you're saying. So it looks like we're leaning toward if you're going to get in something that may be controversial or, or when somebody's hurt somebody's feelings, you choose the location, the context, and you tell them, this is what we're going to discuss here. This is what we're going to be involved with, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you, you don't want to hide it from your children. It's like I, I told my daughters about mm-hmm. sex because their mother did not tell them about it. It's because what? you were a player and you knew all about it. <laughs> they actually yeah. we, we know what you've no, said. No, okay, yeah. Y'all know if that they was... do this, go, go. We, we <laughs> have him on recorder <laughs> talking about this before we Well, yeah, that was Bill Cox. I'm not through yet, Bill Cox. <laughs> Check it out, Bill. Judge. What, what we were uh, <laughs> Yes. I got to get the gavel. Anyway, uh, yeah, no, no, no. I, I think it's important because you're asking, what do we do? How do we address these? Because we're going to have to address it with mm-hmm. them, right? So I think many of the things we've done, and, and Steve and Robert, you mentioned, there are certain theories. I think you could you could write, Bill, you could write it in your home. I don't think I would bring it to the pulpit and, and present some of the things you've done, which is what Steve said, because it may offend people from the pulpit. But you could say, my writing happens to be in some gray areas, and I love to do it. I do it at home, wherever I do it. And you're free to look at it. You're free to read it. But well, here's the difference. My stuff is video, and the path, it's funny that Steve brought it up. It is a spiritual thing, and it absolutely will, will offend people. I, and, but here's the thing. I do not have a problem with it, because the movies and the stuff I write, I write it myself, I fund it myself, 
And so therefore, if anybody has a problem, they can come to me about it. The basic principle I have is this. What am I doing? Am I just living? Or am I leading? Am I living just myself? Or am I out here mentoring and teaching people and being the overall example or whatever? You know, I mean, that that's the litmus test for me and stuff like that. So. Whatever you do, do to the glory of God. Absolutely. Yes, yes, yes. That's right. The, that's and, what you got. And, and Everything I, you do. And I feel my talent, I mean, by, by giving a glory to God, is by using my talent the best I can. Mm -hmm. And I know you being creative, Steve, yes. you're right. the same way. Um, and I, I mean, we're, we're the people that take a blank piece of paper and make something out you, of it. God, cre first, first chapter of Genesis 1, 1, God created the world. God, you are imitating the Lord mm -hmm. by being a creator. Designed in his Absolutely. I'm dying to hear yeah, God. Yeah, I, I was going to now. <laughs> we have totally set you up. We didn't want him to take over, so he's only got 20 minutes no. left. All right. Uh, I should probably be able to contain that. No, it uh, shouldn't take that long, but... Uh, uh, just uh, an interesting point for this lesson, all right? So I, I had uh, an experience on Saturday, and then... Tell them uh, what you do, though. Tell them. Tell them well, right, but, okay. and then I got up on Sunday and read this lesson, you know, a little behind schedule. I try to read it before Sunday, but, you know, woke up that next morning, and as I thought about it before getting to class, it, it really came to light how this came in. Uh, so I, I'm in insurance sales, and... Uh, we're at the end of our busy season, and of course the boss sends out the email, hey, everybody come in, we got to call Blitz, you know, hopefully they got some decent people to talk to, and, you know, you try and pick up some last-minute sales. And uh, so I went in, and uh, as well as a whole lot of people, and uh, get there a little early, and I start setting up. My boss finally gets there, and she says, hey, I got, you know, some in-progress stuff for you. Cool. You know, that, sound, that sounds promising, right? In progress. I like that. And uh, that means it's warm already. So I get there and she says, you know, here, here's the sheets. Go through whatever you want. So I These are sales leads. Sales leads. Mm -hmm. So I pull out a, a page and, uh, you know, said, all right, well, you know, I like these areas of town. And uh, it's great. And then I'm standing there and I'm talking to her for a second. I'm looking down where there's four of the leads that are in my normal lead generation, Q. you know, lead queue that are mine, yeah, that people that I'm talking to. Right. Yeah. And I, I looked there and I said, what is this? I said, you know, there, uh, there's like four of my people on this list of maybe 20, 25 people. And he says, well, these are in progress. These are all of the leads that every agent has that are active that are up for grabs. That haven't closed. Mm -hmm. That haven't so, closed so as of today. So, so someone so I, worked it. That, the day before, I had met with one lady, which is her and her husband, so that was two of them. Actually, I have to send her her application tomorrow because I've been working with her. Another one, I closed his wife the day before, and he hadn't gotten his stuff set up yet, and he'll close before January 1st. And there was another one I don't remember. I mean, these are people that I'm intimately involved with right now. Talk to them like the day before, two days before. 
Had I not grabbed that sheet. So, yeah, I was going to say, so to make it really simple for everyone, if I had gotten there before you and gotten you the sheet, you would have had the page have, with I those same I would have had your board. people that you've done all the work for, yes. made the call, closed it, and I'd have got the credit. I'm on the last minute trying to get that sale. Yeah. Last okay. holdouts of, you know, been holding out for nine weeks. Okay, so what'd you do? So I, I just about went livid on it. I just couldn't imagine oh, no that problem. they were doing this. It was an all-out cockfight for all agents. Here you go. Everybody, go fight. Yeah. Wow. And I basically looked at her and said, I can't believe you're doing this. And she says, well, do you want the list or not? And I said, no. I turned around, I went, and I packed all my stuff up, and I grabbed my bag, and I walked the heck out. Okay? Um, I just wasn't going to take Robert's stuff that he's been working on. Now, that morning, I had set an appointment with a lady with one of my leads in my queue. And uh, by the time I had gotten home, I had already gotten an email that that had been canceled which meant before I got home, I knew everything that was in my queue was no longer in my queue. So because I didn't- They reassigned everything. Because I didn't participate in the pagan ritual, they took every, all, they took all of my meat as well. Um, and uh, so it just flash forward actually, uh, Monday I was in the a ladies, that lady I'd set the appointment with, somebody from our office called while I was sitting in her office, and she goes, well, I'm sitting here with him now. Today, when I closed her thing, because we did her application today, I went in and looked at the notes, and the agent that had called her that day said, an agent was sitting with her as I talked to her on the phone. <laughs> you know, so I mean, it was just huge poaching thing. So um, think they didn't even tell him where, they, they just gave him that lead. They didn't tell, tell anybody anything <laughs> oh, okay. except for the terminology of in progress. I even looked at the email beforehand wow. of like, are you warning people? If you don't close them by Saturday, it's free game. There was none of that. And so it was just this huge, crazy thing. And I, I didn't really think about it. All I, all I really knew is I am a good guy. I don't poach other people's business. And I can't be part of this. I can't believe, I should have walked out with the lead sheet with my people on it. <laughs> just to make sure they didn't you call You don't think them. about that. <clears throat> no. Actually, I'm going to close everyone that was on that page, too. Right. You know, so didn't hurt me. Uh, in the end, for the redemption. So uh, they stripped everything from me as far as what I had in my queue. Um, yesterday, I get a text and my boss says, hey, three days left. Do you want some leads? Sure. Put almost the same amount of leads that I had in there, and actually they're better. If I don't do 250 miles tomorrow and 12 hours, actually 16 hours on the road or more, it'll be nuts. And it's all because of what was given to me yesterday. So the redemption side of actually, at least how I see it, I didn't participate. So God redeemed my action of not participating. I thought it was all going haywire when it all got taken but then it got replaced integrity. it yeah. got replaced with better stuff okay and i still closed the stuff that i was working on already and, and your guys may your company may have realized they made a mistake at some point right maybe. Uh, yeah. there's potential maybe i said possible i said yeah. possible 
Because that is... And, and this My was, boss, I think, did. That's why she yeah. came back. Because I always thought she was a good Christian girl. Wow. But she was brought into this whole scenario. I know it was the big boss. I know his mentality. He brought me into the business. I know him. He ultimately said, this is what's going to happen on Saturday. Strip everything put it on a piece of paper and hand it out. Well, and she she <laughs> probably didn't realize how to implement it. She, she did what she was told, but she participated exactly. in the ritual knowingly. But here's and the thing. Stand you up showed, you showed your maturity and integrity by your action. So, so you trained her from the bottom up. <laughs> Hopefully. So that's, because that's, that's again, she, leadership she by Maxwell. Yeah. Absolutely. But it, it came back full circle at the end, you mm -hmm. know, with her right. bringing back some. So it was, it was just an interesting thing that it was, I just couldn't believe when I woke up the next morning and I read this lesson of like, <laughs> wow, I was, I was in the temple. <laughs> I was being thrown the meat and saying, here, this is the... The, the this was sacrificed to the God of money. Yeah, yeah, well, the and, and God of that, money, right here. Here's money. Here, uh, eat this meat. I, I know you well enough to know if you <clears> had gotten hold of a lot of those leads that other people had worked, you'd have closed them because you're a good salesman. <laughs> but if the you know. thing is, is if I had known what it was, I would have had to ask, "Are you working with someone?" Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I couldn't have done it in good conscience conscience you know otherwise you know but anyway so it was just a really interesting point to to read this and go wow i was really there yesterday the temple still exists yeah. it's just in, in different forms and, different subtle, form. it's, and, and you know it, no and, and that's a good point steve i think Would the temple is subtle it's, subtle. So, it's yeah. not in in the first century it was literally a little idol that you went and sacrificed meat to and bowed down to and whatever well, it was everyday stuff there. Yes. This, nobody gave this a second look. This is, I mean, it's mm -hmm. exotic to us looking at it yes. from here. Yes. But it was every. That's what. You know, oh, we're going. We're, he's going to have a party. We'll we'll have a big festivity. Who's be bringing a, the be lamb? A lamb being sacrificed. Oh, it'll be a great time. Nobody nobody gave this a second except they say, well, well, there's. <laughs> There's Kyle over there, and he's being a party pooper. I mean, what's... He's not eating this stuff at all. I mean, what, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> right. And, right. And they, 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 this, this was just looked weird, yeah. probably. It looked as weird as somebody today doing what you would do, as, or, as, or as disorienting. Right. Yes. That, that somebody's actually going to stand up and call call you out. Not, not, and, and these aren't people who... Who, th who know they're doing something wrong. This isn't so much an integrity issue as in, I've been doing this every day and suddenly you've got a problem with it. It's, it, it's a real shake-up. Mm -hmm. uh, from this, and we're looking from the from the from the from the average Corinthian point of view, and um, but it is is more subtle because it, it, it's, it's looking at the world through a different lens, mm -hmm. which is what we're called to do as Christians. We're called to look at the world through a totally different lens mm -hmm. because. The world would have told Kyle, "You take all them leads um, and you go." Oh close gosh, yeah! I would have taken two pages, and she only told me to take one it, if I wanted the money. I'm thinking three, but <laughs> and we we kick this back to the Corinthian church, and even they're having debates about it. Yes, they're they're saying, "Well, what do you?" The, the, someone, the, the obviously the, the the people who want to eat meat say are saying, 
there's nothing really wrong with this. We don't even believe in the gods. It's just some mumbo jumbo and hmm. the same thing that happens happening to the lamb that happens down the street in the butchers. So what's the difference? And and Paul is actually he's sympathetic to that, but he says, well, you know, the, that not everybody knows that, and. Uh, so it's, uh, and I guess it then comes back to, it comes back to, I think, the essence, what we, we talked about earlier is that, you know, don't do it because somebody says you shouldn't do it. Do it, do it something because you're, you're giving it, you're giving glory to God. Yes. Yeah, you have the freedom mm-hmm. to choose not to do it in love. Mm-hmm. Well, and they also say, you know, he says in there, you can choose ignorance too. <laughs> don't ask. Well, I think that's social. I think at that point, because you're you're not participating in a real defined sin in that at that point, I think that's a social thing. So you can continue because, okay, so let's just take you. I come to your house to eat, and you're mm-hmm. serving meat sacrifice to idols, mm-hmm. and you don't say anything. I don't ask anything, <laughs> but I suspect it. I look at you and go, Kyle. I know you go down to that Aphrodite temple and I know this meat came from there. I'm leaving. And I get up and leave. Why'd you come over the first place? <laughs> and right. how much damage did, did I do to my witness? Yes. See, what mm-hmm. I think, yes. and I think this is where it comes into, and, and I'm going to use these guys and I despise everything they stand for. I cannot stand them. My favorite story is what one sheriff's department did to them. The Westboro Baptist Church Club. They are, are. They are not Baptists. They, they are. are not a church they, they go. The, they go by that name. They are the farthest from a Baptist church that I have ever experienced. They are nothing but hate-filled idiots in my mind. And my favorite story of them is the showed up for a funeral, and all the sheriff, the sheriff's deputies came and blocked them all in the hotel because they had a report of something at the hotel so they couldn't get out to oh, protest. Oh. I loved it. I was just like, that's the best ever. It was a small town. But See, they was... have done so much damage to Christianity by what they've done. They're false witnesses. They're not Absolutely even, they, they are. They wear Absolutely the mask of, of Christianity. They wear the they they you know they 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 are not they're Westboro, they, but they're they not Baptist. My, they're not they are my extreme example and, of this. But, but, you, but, got, but even you have the locals have done these you things. You have your Mrs. Grundy's, though. In yes. The, in the, you, have, you have your, you have your, you have your finger shakers, and, and, and sometimes I think, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I've been, you know, we've been studying Corinthians, and I'm, I'm familiar with all the letters. I think, I think if Paul were to come back today and see some of the discussions about oh we don't braid our hair or we 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 we, we don't we don't allow women to wear pants he'd have to do a face plant he'd be saying i i i wrote that for a church 2000 years ago that was having a particular problem at a particular point of time do not and and and, and to be a little less facetious about it these letter even every one of these letters is to a, you know to a different church and these churches spanned from what is now Eastern Turkey right. to Rome. Yes. And if 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 today Paul were to write churches that a, a church in Manhattan, Manhattan, New York, would have 
would have a lot different problems than a church in Manhattan, Kansas. Well, I you and know, so you, yes. you you've <laughs> got to look at you've got and and, and we, we did we skipped this, but the Corinthians was a very immature church. It was it was a weird church. It was it was it was very liberal, very very wild part of the world. Um, it had new believers. It had these discussions that probably were not happening to the degree that were happening and it was in other a huge places. Yes. Study. And, and so it had it had life. particular issues, um, so it's it's really we've we've got to take these lessons and apply them as we've been doing to 2018. But there's a danger in going too there, literal. I, I as think to, there's a danger in looking at the very literalness <laughs> of all of this, <laughs> For, because you could you could read this and say that I should never eat meat, and. <laughs> You know, my, I, I joked with Mike because I sent him a text earlier in the week. What, what lesson are we on again? And he shot back the meat one, and I'm like, but I like meat. <laughs> you know, I, I'm the guy that had the T-shirt that said, there's a place for all of God's creatures on my plate right next to the vegetables. <laughs> well, but, but there's a different way for Professor to drink wine if he was drinking wine with us as opposed with when he was drinking wine with college students. Oh, yeah. It's the way, it's, it's understanding the environment you in, you're in and having the discernment and the maturity to make a difference. Yep. To differentiate between. So what we're going to do is we're going to come around here, we're going to wrap it up. Um, this is the Man Up Podcast number 82. And... Happy holidays. I want to make sure that everybody understands the reason for the season and that you participate in the holiday festivities that are going around uh, in your church. And with that, I want to go ahead and uh, get a summary from, from the judge. All right. Uh, folks, as we said, this, this applies to every area of your life today. And uh, I'm going to read just a, a, a few principles that the author of this lesson gives to us. And he says, when we exercise our Christian freedom, once, once again, I want to remind you that, that we do have the freedom to love. We have the freedom to eat anything we want. We have the freedom to, to uh, do most anything we want. And uh, so how do you choose what to do and what not to do uh, if there is a new Christian or person that may be offended by your actions. And the author gives these examples. He says, first of all, ask yourself, am I demanding my rights or am I acting in love? Am I causing other believers to do something they think is wrong? Am I helping my witness for Christ and bringing others into a saving relationship with Him? Also, am I making a choice that is good and helpful for others? Am I thinking only of my own interests? Or am I considering the interests and the needs of other people? Uh, of course, am I glorifying God? That goes without saying. And then my question and, and my principle is, uh, and am I doing this and pretending to be a minister while I'm doing it? And uh, again, we, we said there, and, and also, what is the setting? You might be in a restaurant, folks, and, and as, as Robert had mentioned, or you might be at a, a winery with some friends. It's a high upscale restaurant, and you might ask, uh, for a, a sample of wine or a glass of wine. And folks, that's the setting for drinking wine. If, if, if a new um, Christian is in that location and they're wondering what you're doing, first of all, what is he doing there? So the question, uh, once again, my, my, my whole point is, yes, <coughs> consider 
whether we will offend somebody in whatever we do, but let's be reasonable about it too. And the other person needs to be reasonable about it too when they tell you you're doing wrong that might hurt their feelings. Kyle, thanks for sharing that uh, that personal story. Sure. I'll never take your leads from you. <laughs> so Appreciate you, that. Just want to let you know, dude. Appreciate that, you know. Um, you know, I mean, uh, the author on this lesson was actually really, really good. You know, not to say that any of them are bad, but uh, he, it was really, really well written. And, you know, there were several parts of it that, you know, sung to me, especially having that personal thing. Um, you know, they, they do the implications and actions in the, these uh, 360, Connect 360 books. And, uh, you know, the author is talking about that we, you know, we have freedom. We have freedom of choice. You know, my spin on it, we're going to be in secular environments. We're just going to. And that's what he was talking about in this thing. You're going to find yourself in the temple of some other deity. You're just going to. There's no way around it. You know, in that day and era and today, same thing. One way or another, you're going to find yourself in a temple. And it's how you conduct yourself in that temple, in the environment that shows who you are in Christ. Do you curl and bend and accept, oh, okay, well, I'll take whatever deity and I'll kind of sort of say I'm not here for that? Or do I stand up and not participate? You know, um, what we're supposed to do is imitate Jesus in everything we do. And, and he hung out with the sinners and the partiers. Yes. <laughs> he was in the temples. He, he was in those temples of the deities. That's, that's very, very true. You know, and that's where he encourages us to be, to some degree. So Steve's there in the uh, casino, in, in Caesar's bringing house. Jesus to the casino. <laughs> so he's placed there on purpose. But you know, that's what I tell. <laughs> it, it is how we react in those circumstances, in those environments, that show who we are Excellent. and who we want to be. Excellent. Yeah. Professor, I don't have much more than that, other than it. it we're really called to be witnesses for Christ. And we just have to consider every action and reaction we do, how does that affect our witness? Yeah. You know, if I, if I slam the Bible and start screaming about Steve playing poker, am I going to witness to Steve? Even if he, I mean, assuming Steve's not a Christian at this point, which I know he is. Well, you witness but, to me that you're a loser at poker. That I But it's it's really one of those you have to look at it from, and I always look at it from that perspective. You know, if we do those things, do we really serve the witness of Christ? Did you notice Steve the professor well, started right. with, I can't add much more than that. Right, right, and he did. It has to be love done brother. in love. Right. <laughs> it has to be done in love because it's easy yes. to love judging. Everybody loves to judge whether you're a Christian or not. Oh, it's yeah. fun. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when I can do it on Facebook and be anonymous. And involuntary. <laughs> yes. And, and, but yes, is it, is, it, and is it done in love? Is it, are you respecting? I think what it comes down to, is basically respect for others, uh, 
respect for their beliefs. There are, there's a time to debate, and there's a time not to debate. Agreed. To paraphrase right. Ecclesiastes. And sometimes your witness is by just showing a degree of patience, tolerance, and forbearance. Yeah. Well spoken. Excellent. And that's what we want you to do as a regular listener to Man Up. And you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud. We're on Facebook at Man-Up where you can post a question and then we'll come back and we will answer it on our next podcast. And I want to invite you, in case you're ever in the Sugarland area, don't hesitate to stop in and experience a Man Up class or get a hold of us on a Wednesday night when we do the do the podcast recording. So <clears throat> just want to make sure that you take the opportunity to not only participate in this season, this wonderful Christmas season, but also get involved into a local Bible-based church. Find a men's only adult Bible fellowship, and if there isn't one, start one. This is Men Up. You've been listening to Man Up. You want Dedicated to the uncommon man, created by equally uncommon men. If I were the man I was five years ago, I'd take a flame through into this place. You can contact us on Facebook under Man-Up. Post questions, and we'll answer them right here on the Man Up Podcast.